The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. Hey, everyone. I wanted to give you a quick reminder that our online course starts this week on April 8th. So if you're interested in joining the inaugural class, time is running out. We've also reduced the price of both the online course and the upcoming workshops in Columbus, Miami, and Los Angeles that are coming up in May. Hope to see you there and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to our sparring session. In our sparring sessions, we invite our guests to showcase their skills in a realistic scenario. In these sessions, don't look at what I do. Look at what our guest does and learn from their style. In some sessions, I'm pretty easy to deal with, but usually my goal in these conversations is to become the embodiment of your worst nightmare, someone who's unnaturally persistent, unnecessarily difficult, and at times a little bit socially awkward. I want these conversations to be more difficult than it would be in real life, so when you encounter these types of situations, you'll know exactly how to handle it. We do the exact same things in our trainings and in our one-on-one coaching sessions with clients. I strongly recommend listening to the accompanying episode with our guest before listening to the sparring session. That'll give you a little bit more context and help you to develop a better understanding for the scenario. So without further ado, let's jump into this sparring session. So, hi, Kwame. I wanted to talk to you about, I've taken some time to look at what's going on in our team, show you some thoughts I had around what we could do to support what your organization's got going on, and then hear what questions or concerns you might have. Sounds good to me. You know, what we're presenting this year, go over the strategy, and here's the three benefits this strategy brings. It aligns with the three priorities I heard you talk about in the last meeting. And so first off, just in terms of that alignment and the thought process there, what are your thoughts? Um, You know, I think I think you're right. There is alignment in what you're asking for. But here's my thing. We've been operating this organization. This business has been in operation for about 50 years. The budget that you have has been used by managers before you for about the last seven or eight years. And the and your department has performed well. So I don't really understand why we're having this conversation about a potential increase in budget when it seems to have been working well for the past seven to eight years. I completely get that. And I don't want to force out a cost that's not going to seem manageable or realistic for the organization. I'm really going off of how do we align with what you and the other leaders were talking about in terms of growth and needing to innovate so that we don't stand still. There's going to be some investment that might need to happen there. Let me back up a little bit. When we think of the budget that we have, and I know the maintenance of it is important, what would be worth, do you think, in terms of the work that we do here, expanding the budget? What benefit or outcome would actually be worth spending a little bit more money on? Well, I have to look at this like a business. There needs to be a business case for it. And I think you've done a good job of outlining that, but I'm not quite seeing the ROI. To me, my concern is I have somebody that I report to. And if I ask for more money, there needs to be a payoff or else they are going to come from my head. So really, there needs to be a clear connection between investment and the return on the investment. And right now, I'm just a little bit hesitant because I've been getting good reports from my leaders. Uh, they've been saying I've been doing a good job. So my thing is, if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Okay. No, I, and I can respect that. Here's where, and by all means, you educate me as to where you think your leader, Tony, is at. 
when I hear Tony talk about things, he keeps emphasizing that we need to break things apart and not get stagnant. The return on investment, here's a couple of things in terms of what we'd be able to see at the end of the year. We'd be able to produce some new products. That's a little bit of a gamble because we don't know how the customers are going to respond to that. These other two investments, the increased spending on technology, that we absolutely would have an increase in efficiency. And maybe that's the one to lead with because it opens the door for us to do more stuff, different stuff, but it also solves a lot of efficiency problems that we just know are going to have to get solved. So maybe we back off on some of this experimental software, but we go back to this technology that's a lot easier to track. And maybe that buys us a little trust with Tony that he sees. We're investing in some things that really make sense, that are tangible, and we might be able to gamble a little bit more next year. What are your thoughts? Interesting. Interesting. That's an interesting way of putting it because, yeah, it's the experimental stuff that has my skin crawling because we have all these untested hypotheses and I just am unwilling to put my head on the platter to try and see if these experiments are going to work. But you are right that we have had some efficiency issues and I think those are well understood by Tony and the other people in the department. We haven't been able to do anything about it yet or we just haven't. So I think addressing those inefficiencies would be helpful. What do you think our next step should be? The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life a promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and so many tools to keep track of. Doing business can be hard, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot. Their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, higher quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. We'll tell you what, what I can do, I think there's two things we can do here is what I'll do is I'll shop around to two or three vendors that I know the companies use, get a feel for what kind of negotiated rate they can provide us based on the purchase history that we have with them. So I'll see what kind of deals we might be able to get. We might be able to break a pretty decent cost break on this. And then also what I'd say is how about instead of a budget increase in some of these experimental areas, if we can get approval for the one on line 27, which actually doesn't require any additional budget, it just requires buy-in to let us play around a little bit with the new technology, that we can kind of get them acclimated to this idea of us doing new things. I get your point. We're It's been a traditional company. They're talking about change. They may not be as quick to jump on that. So there might be some risk aversion. We can minimize some of that risk by doing some things like this, getting them a little taste, getting their feedback. And then that way by next year, we'd be able to put something a little bit more solid as to the budget and the ROI around these types of things. I like that. And I think that would help them to take those baby steps necessary to get on board. But one thing is, Heather, that we haven't addressed is the fact that our team is stretched thin already. And I don't have the ability to add more person power to this organization. Another thing is, even if this works out, even if we are able to get this investment and it is able to increase efficiency, which is great, I don't know if we have 
the capacity to take those actions with the staff that we have. Right now, that's my biggest concern. No, and I absolutely get that. And I agree with you. I don't want to add things that feel kind of additional to people's day to day because I see people working late hours. Actually, what I'd recommend is when we look at that line item, all it's doing is using technology in a different way. There's two or three priorities that we're going to do anyways, that if we leave a little room for the staff to be creative with it, and I can help kind of guide them through that, it can show new results to Tony and the rest of the team, gives the staff a chance to be a little creative, which could actually help morale, but still not deviate into this like weekend work type of feel. It's actually improving the product we already put out. Mm, Okay. But that addresses their bandwidth issues. But for me, I can't take on anything else. So what do you need from me? Oh, actually, how about this? I see this as something that I can run with and help people kind of navigate through. And really all I'm looking for is, are you open to having this discussion when you're having your discussions with Tony? And what can I provide to make those discussions easier? Just having to bring this up, even if it's either sitting in the meeting with you or just providing additional resources or data. Yeah, I think that would be helpful to just have that support and knowing that you're going to run with it. That's really all I would need. All right. Uh, We'll tell you what, let me take this back. Let me come back with some of that negotiated cost numbers for you as well as I'll map out what I'm thinking this project work can look like and how it's going to embed into the work that we're already doing and give you what I would consider a proposal that you could share with Tony. You can give me some feedback as to if that's the language he speaks or if he needs, you know, more numbers, less numbers, whatever might work for you. Perfect. That sounds good. Hey, everyone. I just wanted to pop in and remind you that we have negotiation and conflict management workshops coming up in Columbus, Miami, and Los Angeles. If you can't make one of these workshops, don't worry. We are going to be in New York, Chicago, and Houston sometime later this summer. And if you can't make one of those, you can always check out our brand new online course. Check out the description for more information. And now, back to the show. Okay, let me run through some of the highlights that I noticed, and then let's chat about it. So immediately, you started off by talking about how you wanted this proposal to align with what I've mentioned in previous meetings. So that was great. You were framing it in terms of what's best for the business and using the words that I used in your proposal, which was great. Um, When I pushed back, um, you said multiple times, I get that. You didn't immediately push back and go power for power. You rolled with it. You said, okay, I understand. You, You didn't make me feel threatened when I pushed back and you adjusted the way you said things to address my major concerns, which was firstly, making sure that there was a connection between return on investment and then perceived risk. And oftentimes, I think this is something that's missed with people when it comes to negotiations and conflicts and difficult conversations in general, is that people are going to be afraid to commit when they see risk. It doesn't need to be real risk. It needs to be perceived risk. And talking about how it's a traditional company and nothing has changed, um, and so I don't want to make any changes, you were willing to adjust your ask by saying, all right, let's scale back on the experimental stuff and talk about what's tried and true. And so you were still able to get an increase in budget for something that kind of is in line with their interest. And so throughout the process, you were including me in in the problem solving process. And so it wasn't just your deal that you were forcing down my throat at the end, it became our deal that we we created together. And you also addressed one of my other issues, which was bandwidth. You were willing to take on the workload, which was helpful for me because it's scary for me to know that I need to do more stuff. (laughs) But you were able to uh, make it clear that I would be able to continue to operate, number one. And number two, you 
allowed me to see a future where this happens without being too much of a drag on my time. So just expert, expert, expert level stuff from you, Heather. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I my big thing is, is I want to stretch their brain to something that's possible. And once they've seen it, they can't unsee it. But on the other hand, I don't want to overwhelm them. So I stretch them and then go to meet them where they're at and move them maybe one or two steps from there. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's great. Another thing that I liked, and I hope the audience picked up on this, was at one point earlier in the conversation, you started saying something and then you said, actually, let me back up. And then you ask the question instead of going on. What made you do that? I'm always thoughtful in the beginning, seek to understand before being understood. This idea of the more I talk in the beginning, the more someone's going to feel like they're being sold to versus someone being helped. So I, I like to leverage questions as much as possible in the beginning, make sure that we've done a really good needs dialogue. And then I feel like people are more comfortable hearing what your recommendations are because they get it's about them, not about you. I agree 100%. And not only that, I think one of the things the audience should recognize is that there's no such thing as perfection in this in these kind of conversations. Mistakes will happen. And I'm using air quotes as I say mistakes. It might be just, I wish I, I worded that well, uh, better. But you adjusted fine and the conversation went really well. But sometimes people let those situations where they misspeak really throw them off and it's difficult to recover. So those aren't things to be too afraid of. They're just realities that you need to, and you need to learn how to adjust. This is a really good point to make is I think sometimes people go into a negotiation as a presentation of their, what they're recommending. And I see it as a collaborative problem solving dialogue. So it's going to be whatever I walk in with is not going to be what I walk out with. Whatever I present is going to cause their brain to come up with other stuff. So the only way I know it really went well is that we walk out with something different. So it really wasn't about perfection and they say yes to me. It's I did something that got us talking and got us creative and we walked out with something that helps us move forward. That to me is a successful negotiation. Absolutely. And people are more willing to adhere to the terms of the agreement when they feel as though they had some role in the creation of the agreement. And so by including them and being collaborative and turning this into a brainstorming session more than a combative experience, you are actually creating a stronger deal because they see themselves in it to a certain extent. hundred percent. I'd rather have someone committed to it than just agreeing because it feels like a nicer conversation. Perfect. Any final words of wisdom you want to give to the audience before you head out? I'd say if they focus on really just trusting themselves that if they've got good stuff to provide other people, the conversation goes really well. If they focus too much on what do I look like and is this person approving of me, the fear comes up and you just don't do your best work. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for coming on. This was really good. We have to have you back on again soon. Yes, please. Thank you. This was a pleasure. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. If you're liking what you're hearing, please leave a review and subscribe and tell your friends. Our goal is to help as many people as possible. And when you leave reviews, it makes it easier for people to find us in the searches. Thanks again for being a listener. I'll catch you in the next one.